communicated today. Let's, let's just jump into the word. Uh, we've, uh, uh, we started talking about the vision full circle, and we gave you guys a, a breakdown of the vision. Uh, but I told you I would do a little different instead of just keep walking through each little piece of the vision. Just kind of uh, spend some time going over, you know, what God is trying to communicate to us about um, going full circle. And uh, the Lord was, as I was meditating a lot this week, it's a very interesting week to say the least, um, the Lord was saying like, like for, for us full circle is uh, like we've arrived at a, we've arrived at a place that's been uh, nudging us. Uh, something's been quickening us and pulling us for years. Things are just kind of I don't know if I want to call it an itch, if that's cool, but, but you, know, you, know, you know, something just, like you live this life and you know there's more to what's going on in your life than what's happening in that moment. You know when you, uh, like some of us have made some, um, so I'm, I'm focusing primarily on me, but I, I, I don't think I'm by myself, Ed, but some of us have made some crazy decisions, you know, Right? Right, some, some just like, ah. <laughs> but in those decisions, you find yourself positioned uh, in a place of isolation. You know, you know, could be in your room, could be, could be behind bars, but you, you start to think through this, some, okay, there's more going on than what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, but in the, it, even while you're doing stuff, let's say, you, you know how we, uh, we, we, in these, we get pulled. I remember a young man told me in corrections, he had got a, so, he's, he, so he gets out and then uh, he gets released. And I don't know, like four months later, he was back locked up. He said, he said well, uh, Mr. Bradley, let me tell you what happened. He said, when I, when I got out, I was learning a lot here. And I said, man, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this, because all these things is what I know I really need to do. He said, I got to the house, put the key in the door, spent some time with my mom, I'm going to do this, that, and the other. While I had the key in the door, the fellas rolled up. Yo, what's up? You back? This, that, and the other. Yo, come on, man. Yo, we about to go do such and such. He said, I, out of reflex, took the key out, got in the car. He said... I blinked my eye, four months later, I'm back in here with you. He said, I never got back to the house. He said, I, it, it, I did one thing, you know, obviously, he was, you know, they was getting all smoked out. But he, was, uh, he said, you probably remember this. First name begins with A. <laughs> right? He just, he just, he just, but see, this is what happens. Like, a choice can take us on this, this momentum and this spiral, and it's like you almost never get out. Right? So that's why in the midst of, of all that's going on, God sends nudges. He might send a person, something to flash up on a, on a TV. Right? And you're you not trying to do the right thing with what you're watching. But something a, a flash up in the midst of what you're watching, it's like eking out to go, hey, hey. And, and this full circle is kind of that place where do you, like, 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 well, you've been getting this nudge. See, that's why God gives us vision. That's why he tells us ahead of time. Because he know when it manifests, you'll believe. 
But this is what we do sometimes. We hear stuff that has not happened, that we can't quantify with our mind and our logic and our intellect, and we dismiss it because we can't control it with our mind. We can't, it doesn't make logical sense to us. We can't scientifically rationalize it. So we blow it off and we end up coming into a place, you go, well, something about this seems weird. No, it's not weird. It's what God was trying to talk to you about that you blew off. But if we lock into what God's saying, God's speaking of things that are not seen in the seen realm. God's speaking of things that seemingly are not impossible in the impossible realm. God's telling you things that has not manifested, right, before it's manifested because when it manifests, what are we going to do? We're going to believe. When God says something and it happens, you believe. He's been doing it for years. He's been speaking things way before they're supposed to happen. And then when they happen, it picks up a momentum of belief. And then now you start looking for what God is saying. But when we get blind and go into stupor, it clouds us from this. So full circle is explained this way. Full circle is the why. Why is this happening? Why is this? Why do I have to do this this way? Why do I have to? Why? Why? Why did I go through this? See, so I look. I look. Listen. Listen. I look. Cause this full circle thing had me really reflected. So I look at my, my entire life. The whole life. I was sharing some things on Guy Talk, just, you know, just, just the, you know, the, the history of, of, of when I was living in luck, you know, bad or good luck. <laughs> we just talk about the bad luck. But, but I, I was this little, little dude. See, some of y'all take for granted these wonderful parents you have. Like, you, like some of y'all have the nerve to get arrogant and snap back with your parents or question your parents. Listen, I wish I had parents to question. I didn't grow up with parents to question. I couldn't sit around in a cozy house in a cozy, with cozy TVs, cozy Playstations, cozy internet where I'm watching the wrong thing that somebody else is paying a bill for. The cozy food going in and out of the refrigerator doing my thing. I, didn't do, I couldn't do that. Actually, I, I, I had to sneak to go in the refrigerator. Just to, You remember the cheese with the wrapping? What was it? The American cheese? I, was, I would sneak the cheese. And then I was opening the refrigerator like it was a safe, you know, like, because you got that rubber piece and you didn't want them to hear you opening the refrigerator. So, so I, I, would, I, I would go in there, just, just sneak. And the trip is the reason why I had to do that because I was raised with foster parents. So the, the older male, we call him grandpa, and grandpa would sit in his recliner and read the Bible, but his recliner was right in proximity to where you got to cross over to go to, to the refrigerator. So if I had to come out the room, I had to look, you know, and try to like catch his head nod and slip over to the refrigerator, sneak a piece of cheese, look back so he wouldn't catch me. Now I'm in a house where some of y'all, y'all just eat all the time. Some of y'all wearing $150, $200 shoes, tablets that cost. Listen, what your tablet cost, I had to be in a supermarket bagging groceries at Pathmark on Lines Avenue in Newark, New Jersey, getting quarters, saving up for years, giving the people money for this TV. Uh, you don't have enough yet. And now, I, I'm just saying this realistically. I'm just wondering if I had got enough, but, but you know, they, 
they, they need to buy something else. It was like, no, you need to get more money. But just quarters, being embarrassed. When the fellas would come, because it's not cool to be bagging in the supermarket. That ain't the cool. Everybody had the latest stuff. I was in the supermarket. If I see one of my friends, I would act like I'm waiting on, oh, I'm waiting on my cousin. I would play it off, and I was like, I hope they hurry up and get out the store so I can make some more money. No, this is, some of y'all didn't even know that. I was like, hey, man, what's up? What you doing? Keep, ah, man, I'm out here just waiting on my cousin. Please hurry up and get out of the store because I just done missed people with a lot of groceries where I could have made, got a bigger tip. This is how I'm rolling. Stealing. I would, hey, Easter, I, I got a suit. I stole the accessories. So I got a suit. It was a burnt, burnt orange leisure suit. <laughs> I, sold a burnt, I stole a burnt orange tie. I stole the socks. I stole every. I, I stole all the things that was gonna make me look good. I stole the chain. I walked up to the security guard in the store. Valley Fair. It's closed now. Y'all can't get me. I walked up to the security guard in the store. Picked up a couple chains. It's like these chains. The security guard standing right here. I I I, I put one back on. The other one I cuffed in my hand inside my hat. I, I used to wear the little Kangos. You know, the you know, little Kango hats. So I cuffed it in a hat walk, and walked up to the security guy. I said, how you doing today, sir? Yeah, man, you just have a wonderful day. I see you're doing a good job. I got the chain in my hand, cuffed up under the hat. I don't have the hat on. And walked out the store with it. That was my accessory to go with my, with my suit. I had to steal this stuff. Everybody ate out every day at school. Every day. I said I was going to eat out. What I would do is sneak to the to uh, Valley Fair again. God bless Valley Fair. And I would steal all the stuff that they would bring at lunchtime. They had nine laters. What's the things you just was eating? Charleston chews. Uh, but we had all different types of flavors. You just got the chocolate, but we had the strawberry Charleston chew. So uh, Chico sticks. Uh, like, all, all these things, I, I would steal all this stuff, so when we came together and everybody said, yo, what you got? I'd be like, I got this. But they bought theirs, I stole mine. Some of y'all were stealing too. I know y'all was. But anyway, but what I'm saying is, all this to keep up with everybody. Why am I saying this? I'm saying we take for granted certain things. And so I look back and I remember sitting on that porch, 139 Goldsmith Avenue, sitting on the porch like, God, so this is, really? This is it? So you put me on this earth, you God, for this. 17 years old. I was like, you, this, this, it's got to be bigger. No, no, really? Something in me was like, I can't see God putting me here, the all-wise one, for this. But what was I making all my assessments based on? My now. Why was I, why did I sell out to kicking it and hanging out and smoking weed and, and taking mescaline and doing all types of asses? Why did I sell out? It was based on the now. Well, if this is it, I'm getting something out the deal. Well, how did I get pulled into lust? If this is it, oh, the day ain't going down like this. I'm getting something out this day. That's what happened. But, but see, I couldn't see the whole picture. I was in corrections, walked in, and, and they said, Mr. Bradley, we got an issue. We got an issue. What's going on? Such and such is about to commit suicide. 
If they're locked in their cell, if if any of us go in, they're going to hang themselves. They don't want to live no more. So I go to the cell. I say, ho, 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 ho. Wait, before you kill yourself, do me a favor. What's what's the number for the lottery for the next three weeks? Because I want to get paid. And the kid, now everybody that came to the cell before me was like, hey, please don't kill yourself. Watch out. I was like, come on, man. Give it. No, no, go ahead and kill yourself. I just want to know what the, what the number for the lottery is. And he looked at me like, what are you talking about? I said, now, I don't believe in this, but this is my angle for him. I said, so surely you have a crystal ball and you've seen your future. And you've decided your future is not worth living now and you're going to kill yourself. And I said, you ain't killing yourself based on what's going on now, are you? I know that ain't the case. It's got to be you seen ahead and you're like, why stay here? The future is just as worse as it is now. I said, so since you have this guarantee of what your future is going to be and you're taking yourself out, give me the number to the lottery because I don't gamble. If I have the number, I'm not gambling. <laughs> I actually have the number. And I'm not taking no chances. And I'm sure you know the number because you know your future. He was like, I never looked at it that way. <laughs> see, 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 what's, what's happening is there, there, there was always something that was going to work out for your good. There was always something. See, we live now and we're inspired off of people's testimonies. We're, we're inspired off of people's deliverances. We sit and, and, and we, we'll, we'll watch the person that has a major production company or just bought the, the New Jersey Nets or something. Look at what they've gone through. Or Wayne Heidegger coming in and being a, uh, working as a garbage man, then buying his own garbage truck, then buying a fleet of garbage trucks, then buying a franchise called Blockbuster, and then buying the Miami Dolphins. Came in this country with nothing. Not even from here. We were inspired by that. But how many times when he was working on a garbage truck did he get mocked? Was he filthy and stinking? Did people look at you? Young ladies he was trying to get with was like, it's okay, bro. Like, I'm not dating no garbage man. How many times? But did he like turn and run because of his now? He kept going to complete the picture. Multi, 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 multi billionaire. But was a garbage man. No, not I got 17 degrees and PhDs and all all, all that. It's, It's a full circle, man. And so people have been inspired by his testimony. Because he went through He didn't shut down and give up. So the full circle is the why. That's what it is. Because there's a why. There's a why you go through this process. Why you went through this decision. Why this happened. But you don't find the why in the quit. You find the why in the full circle, completing the circle. Right? See, all this has been happening. You know, I went through this tough time. It seemed that nothing was going to ever happen. But there's a full circle moment, 
right? So, so, so I, was, I was thinking through this, and I was thinking through how God operates. Uh, I'm going to let you go read it through, but in 2 Kings 7, you know, God was telling a story. So he sent a prophet. He sends men of God to speak things that seemingly seem impossible in the possible realm. And so the man of God comes and he says, he says, man, did by this time, I might not have it if it's next year or, or later today, whatever. He says, uh, uh, of weed will be sold for this. This will be sold for that. This will be sold for that. And it was a famine. And he says, people going to be buying almost like, and, and it's, they're going to be running. It's going to be so easy to grab. It's going to create chaos. So, so he's speaking to the, 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 you know, he's speaking to the, the, the leader. And, and the servant of the leaders start mocking him. Like people do in church, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, like, like people, people sitting in church right now. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah, right. And that's what happened. The guy mocked. And so uh, we operate in a little more grace. At least I operate in a little more grace. Uh, but let's say I was like one of those prophets. So this is what the prophet said. Oh, oh so it's funny to you. So now you're going to be a part of this future. And what's going to happen is going to take place. And when it takes place, you're going to be trampled over. And so what happens is uh, the story is told there's three lepers, uh, three, three lepers, and lepers had to stay outside of the kingdom, there's a, but the famine hit. So there's not even no resources outside of the kingdom for the lepers to, to gain nourishment. So they said to themselves, they're talking amongst themselves, they say, hey, we can stay here, we're going to die. Like, like, if we stay in our now moment, is it always going to be like this? Why is this happening to me? We're going to die. But if we go to the kingdom, we could die because we're not supposed to be in the, in the kingdom. But there's a chance we might not. At least we have options moving out of this place that we're in. So they took off. They go to the kingdom. Right before they get to the kingdom, God moved and had the people in the kingdom and their fortress thinking that there were chariots and armies rolling up in the kingdom. And they, they, because people that are not in the kingdom or not living for God live in more faith, you know, they have fear where no fear is, is what the scripture says in Psalms. They have panicked. They have fear. No one that came to the kingdom yet, just hearing the noise and the possibility of it. They were so afraid, like some people are in life when they're in fear, they ran and left everything. Like they didn't stop to go, hey, hey, hey. Hey, remember those, those one, don't make, get, get my watches, get, get my rings. Get my rings, especially that, that five-carat one. No, they just ran because they feared for their life. When a leper shows up in the kingdom, it's empty. And they're, so they're like, okay, there's a catch here. And they started to, let, let's go check this tent. Well, let's go check this tent. And they realized, for some reason, everybody's gone and they left all their stuff. So they said, hey, <laughs> let's start gathering some stuff. But then they said to themselves, this ain't right, man. As much as we're prospering, it ain't right that we're not sharing it. So let's get some stuff, store it for ourselves, and let's go tell the king. So they went and they told him, 
And the king sent his people, and they came and started gathering stuff. But because they had so much, they didn't need as much. So everything that was sold, the, put it this way, the interest rate dropped at an all-time low. <laughs> and so people, when they told the people about it, people started like, uh, you know, like if you tell everybody right now, Best Buy says, well, we, we're having a uh, close our store sale and everything starts free. First 100 people, whatever you want. You can remember when they, when they would just uh, open the stores and people would run over each other? <laughs> what was it, uh, uh, well, Black Friday? Right. So that's what they did. They started running over everybody. The king sent, the guy had sent his right-hand guy that questioned everything. He says, well, now I want you to go to oversee everything. He got ran over just as the prophet said and died. But, but it was spoken in advance, in detail. But, but you know, I, I'm going to say this respectful. At times, I like arrogant people or people who think they know everything or people who don't, think, don't believe God because they're the ones that God is going to use to show that it's real. But, it's, it, but I like that part. What I don't like, I feel for them because a lot of times they have to experience the pain of this world to know God is real. And, and it's, it's amazing how God sends people out ahead of you and you don't believe. Like, remember the spies, they sent them out, and some people doubted. They, they weren't even at the place. Oh, we can't go, we can't go there. We can't go there. You weren't even, you weren't even at the land. <laughs> How would you know? <laughs> right? So, 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 so think about this full circle. And I, I was thinking about Joseph's story, which has come up a lot, a lot late, lately. Joseph, same thing, advanced information. God gave him a dream. He told the dream. His brothers was like, man, please. <laughs> oh, we serving you. The dad even said, son. Son, now you're getting a little zealous. <laughs> Ain't nobody serving you. But when the famine came again, Joseph went to prison. See, some of us would have flipped and tripped. Remember, he went to, no, first he got, he was a slave. Then he became a top slave. And some of us would be happy with that, being top slave. I told you the other day, that's you making your double six figures. Top slave. Then uh, his wife tried to sleep with him. Some of us be, I'm doing a, I'm doing the boss's wife, and I'm, and I'm getting paid. But, but Joseph wasn't rolling. He wasn't like that. Then, because he wouldn't compromise himself and sleep with the wife, he goes to prison. All these things were unfair. He didn't deserve none of this. And I guarantee you, he trusted God, but he still said, why? 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 For years, why? I don't understand why. This person is rolling like this. My brother's tripping. Why, why are they moving up? Why? Why? Then finally he interprets the dream and he's forgotten. Then he interprets the dream and he ends up being the governor over Egypt saving the world. You know what the answer to the why was? He was supposed to save the world. He's supposed to save us. Because if, if he didn't save the world, nobody would be here. Neither would we. The last leg of people surviving was Egypt. Because they had resources and the other people didn't prepare for it in advance because they didn't believe what was being communicated. Right? See, see, it's a full circle moment. Our full circle moment is why. 
Uh, Romans 8, 28. This is all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to and harmony with his purpose. Uh, if you can find this, I apologize. I was supposed to put it on the computer last night while I was here. Uh, but uh, it's, uh, it's been a long time coming, and it's the whinings. All right, so I'm, I'm going to need that. Right, and so, so the Romans 8.28 is, it's been a long time coming, but full circle is when it comes. Is when you see how it works out for good. See, we just get stuck in the moment. What about me? What about me? But the Bible says God declares the end from the beginning, Isaiah 46.10. Ahead of time, in advance, he's already established it working out for your good. He's already established your full circle. He's already established. He's hoping that you don't let the, the circumstances dictate your passion. Now, I shared this with my son, and I shared this with my grandson. And I said, you know, so my grandson was in a situation where uh, as he was, you know, he's growing as, a, as an athlete. So he's in a situation where it seems like he wasn't getting favor. And it seems like he was being restrained from what he actually is capable of doing. He's uh, 12 years old. He's about six feet. Um, uh, locked into God, locked into uh, what he wants to do. So he's figuring, you know, I'm... Uh, believe in God. I'm doing different things. I don't get this. Why is this happening? And so what I told him, I said, when it's time, you don't have to worry. You'll have what you need. So I said, let's, let's, let's establish these pillars for you. Number one would be faith. The, the second one would be favor. The third one would be focus. And the fourth one would be flow, obviously flowing with the Holy Spirit, but emptying out. And so, so now he's in a situation where... <laughs> Just whatever you want to do. <laughs> so, so, but it was already going to work out that way. So I said, it's wonderful that now you're in a situation where you have what we call in sports the green light. I had a wonderful, wonderful situation. You got the favor you wanted, playing the way you wanted, playing well, doing stuff. Said, That's nice. I said, but you need to learn something for the future. The circumstances should not change your passion. You can't be more passionate when, just when things are going well. You got to lock in. I'm going to be all in and passionate, give myself to God, independent of the circumstances. But some of us change. Like, he's, he's 12. It still doesn't give him an excuse, but he got more excuse than some of us in the room. But some of us have grown in that same thought process. If, if, if I see the proper incentives, I'll be passionate towards God. If I don't, Ah, well, nah, nah, I'm just not feeling that right now. No, 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 no. It's a lifestyle. It's not conditional. It's a lifestyle. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to something here in a second because God declares the end from the beginning because you already, you already had a plan working out. So God requiring, the script says it in Ecclesiastes 3.15, I'm, I'm going through these scriptures because we've discussed them before. It says God's requiring uh, He's requiring that which has already been. So his story, his story repeats itself, coming full circle, right? So he's requiring to establish something, and we go through a process to come back at what he established, but we come back with the character, as uh, Jason was talking about yesterday, Guy taught, the character we need to handle our full circle moment. 
Some of us are skipping things. We're sitting around lazy in our flesh, lazy in our focus, uh, not knowing that our full circle moment is going to come and we're not ready for it. Because we, we, we think our arrogancy and our rebellion is hurting other people. Like I, when I thought I was being rebellious, I thought it was hurting my, my dad. I was mad at my dad for leaving me with strangers. I wasn't hurting my dad. I was hurting me. I'll get him. I'm not getting him. I'm destroying me, thinking it's going to affect him. I'll show him. No, you're showing you. <laughs> Why? Show him you can be fulfilled and successful without him. How about that? Um, if you want to show somebody. So, 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 so even Jesus, Jesus, when he was praying for all of us in John chapter 17, he said, Lord, he, 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 talking, he says, I'm praying that I get the glory that I once had, but he was going to receive it in a different way, which we'll talk about in a second. But he, he was praying because he knew he was coming to his full circle moment. He says, and, and, and I didn't lose none of them. He said, he said, I didn't lose none of them, but I, I kept them for their full circle moments. So please, this, the glory you give me, give them too. Right? This is John chapter 17. You know, for the sake of time, we can't read through the whole chapter. But it was really about a full circle moment. So, so Jesus was returning when he returned to have this conversation with God. When he, when he got to his full circle moment, he was in a, a pouring out moment. You know, in the graphics I gave you where you see uh, just like a rush pouring out. You know, kind of a cup running over. So he was in his pouring out moment. But he had to have his pouring out ticket. See, some of us are showing up for, for exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think and our cup running over, but do we got our ticket? Have we completed our full circle with all the tests, trials, tribulations, mishaps? Have we had obedience, humility, submissiveness, sanctification? Have we completed everything to receive it? Or have we lived in compromise? Do we think compromise is going to fulfill us? That just brings me to my granddaughter's pillars. Hers is faith, fulfillment, focus, and favor. She's 16. And hers is fulfillment because we had a conversation. She says, I just want to be successful. I said, let's take it to another level. Let's take it to fulfillment. And the reason why I said that is because success is if you... Take a test for the first time and you pass a test, you're successful. If you start a business and you sell one thing, you're, you, it's a, you successfully sold something. If you make the team, you're successful. But you know you get kicked off the team. <laughs> right? So, so I said, let's take it to fulfillment. Fulfillment is not just obtaining, it's maintaining, and it's reproducing from there. Other people are benefiting from what you're doing. And so, this is what God's, what God's saying. When you come with your ticket, do you have the character to handle that, that flushing that God's going to put on you? Can it handle it? Or will it just wipe you away? But, but you got, you have the, the, this is the pool with, with, with children 
who think they're mature. They think maturity is, over, is confidence. Or, or we're going to say overconfidence. No, that's, that's what is... If, if we look it up in the dictionary, you got confidence, overconfidence, and then there's an equal sign. And you know what the equal sign says? Fool. <laughs> Fool. And so... I can communicate that without naming names or nothing like that in peace because I've been a fool. I've been confident. I've been overconfident. And I've been a fool. And I've dealt with pain. God worked it out for good when I yield to him, yielded to him. But I've, I've, I've gone through pain. The person that, that, that is like, my confidence, my overconfidence is not going to lead to pain, just ain't felt the pain yet. And, we, and, and, and I know uh, us that are out ahead are hoping you don't have to deal with pain to change. But I'll tell you right now, with complete confidence, you're going to change. It's just how. You're going to change by what you hear or you're going to change by what you feel. But you're going to change. All right, so, so again, we're still talking about full circle here. And, and we're talking about being in a position where we get our poured out ticket or our or, 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 or we have our ticket for our pouring out. And that, that's full, full humility. That's obedience and appreciation. Obedience and appreciation is praise and worship. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, there's a, there's a, uh, you worship God through your obedience. I trust him and I'm going to be obedient to everything he's asking me to do. You know, appreciation is praise. I appreciate, so I, I'm thankful for everything that I'm afforded, right? These are our tickets to when it's time for us to make that full circle exchange. You know, see, full circle is, uh, well, let me say this. Sometimes we're coming and we want God to pour everything on us, but why would you pour something on the, the arrogant and the prideful? Why would you do that? You don't even do that. If you're around people that are arrogant and prideful, you can't stand them. So why would God pour all this, his abundance on the arrogant and the prideful? And he doesn't have to be mean. He could just be wise. Because he knows it's going to, it's going to endorse your arrogancy and your, and your pride. Why would somebody pay for you to be like that longer? Nobody else will tell you, but I'm telling you as a representative of God, it is nasty to be around somebody like that. And sometimes people have to tolerate you because they could be family and blood and stuff like that. But the first opportunity they get, you'll be, you're going to be the last person they're going to want to be around and the last person they'll do for because they'll feel like they're enabling you. Right? Just, I mean, think about how you feel when people are arrogant and prideful. It's, it's, it's something about that person I just don't like. <laughs> you know, you, you know what it is, Right? And so, 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 so God is hoping that, that when we're going through this process in our full circle, it's, it, it sweeps away the arrogancy and the pride. It sweeps away our, our taking things for granted. It sweeps away our rebellion. And it converts it into obedience. It converts it into appreciation. Right? That's what he's hoping for. So, so, so full circle is coming into balance, coming into balance. 
You know, the scripture says, uh, it talks about just weight, like true weight, balanced weight. Um, and it talks about uh, an easy yoke. Talks about an easy yoke. You know, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It talks about that, right? But it's, it's, it's really trying to bring us into balance, right? And so let's look here at Proverbs 11. So this full circle is trying to bring our life into balance. And we look here at Proverbs 11. It's a scripture we've talked about here before. Uh, Proverbs 11, verse 1. Proverbs 11, verse 1. Look, it says, it says, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his, is his delight. So, so again, back then, how they navigated through stuff, they, they used measure, you know, so, you know, uh, you don't have to measure dollars. You know, you could... You, the, the weight of a, a, a dollar bill, $5 bill, $10 bill, $20 bill, $100 bill, the weight is pretty much the same weight. <laughs> but back then, the weight determined the worth. The weight determined the worth. And so the hustlers would force the balance. So it, it, I don't know if, if people do this the way they're supposed to, but if you go, to the, you go to a grocery store and you buy meat, you buy meat, and when you buy the meat, they package it. So what they're supposed to do is calibrate the weight to make up for the package. So if the package weighs uh, 0.4 whatever pound of a pound, they're supposed to minus it by 0.4 so you're not paying for the package, you're paying for the meat. But what they would do back in the day, they would adjust the weights where you would be paying more for, like, a, like in other words, if it weighed 20 pounds and they had to pay you $1,000 a pound, the weight, the, 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 the scale would say it weighed 15 pounds because they would force the balance, <laughs> right? And so you got improper balance, but you didn't know. You'd be like, man, I thought that weighed more than that, but how much? 15? Okay, no problem. So that's, that's how they will hustle and cheat people. Right now, I work for a guy. I, I worked in, in inspections, but he worked. I worked housing. He worked weights and measures. And so what, he, so, so what he would do is he has to go to all these gas stations, and he has to check their balances to make sure they're calibrated properly. Because every time you pump, it's supposed to shift the balance where it reads how much you have to pay. If they force the balance, you're paying more for the gas. They can force it by a half a pound, whatever, with a, with a half or whatever. And you paying more over a long protracted period of time, and they getting bank. So there's a seal. Next time you go get gas, you'll see there's a seal that says this pump is actually approved because it has calibrated weight. It's properly balanced. Right? Scripture says, Look, it says a false balance is an abomination to the Lord when things are out of balance. It says, but a just weight, when things are properly balanced, that's when he's in delight. So we see something that delights the Lord. Equal weight. That's why he says, take my yoke upon me and learn of me. 
for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Things are being proper balance is what he was saying, right? So he's saying an equal weight, a complete equation, when things are in harmony, I'm pleased. So, so, so let's, let's, let's see how this thing, uh, how he, how serious he was about this. Let's go to Daniel 5. And, and you know, it's going to be a, quite a few scriptures, so please take notes. Go back and look at the video uh, because, you know, sometimes there's seasons for things, and we've come full circle, and we've crossed over to a place as a body where we got to be able to take meat and not still taking milk. And so that means we have to take notes. We have to be attentive, you know, as opposed to everybody sitting around waiting for you to get focused, right? You know, when you go to take the SAT and stuff like that, they ain't waiting for you to be on time. They starting on time. This is the information. Hopefully you study for it. All right, so this is the season we're in. I said that for a reason. So Daniel 5, and we'll hit a verse... Uh, 27. Now, you know, basically, you know, Daniel had to interpret something that was written on the wall, and it was uh, written in a particular language. And when he got to 27, it says, uh, it said, Tekel. And what it says is, thou art weighed in the balances and found wanting. Thou art weighed in the balances or found wanting. When the scripture says found wanting, it says, thou are weighed in the balances and are found deficient or not measuring up or out of balance, without something, something is missing, or there are weighing the balance and you're found to be poor. The word poor means them that are without. That's what it actually means. We keep looking at it, you know, uh, uh, he came to the poor to bring the good news to the poor. The good news to the poor is, hey, everything you're without, you can actually have. But it's not just broke people aren't the only people that's poor. We know that Matthew 5, 3, they that are poor in spirit, I have something for them. I have the kingdom of God for them. They are, they're missing something is what it's saying. It's all through the scripture. Things are missing. That's why the scripture says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not be out of balance. I have everything I need. That's was, was, uh, Psalm 23, right? Right, so, so God, the scripture tells us in Ephesians 3.19, I know that's not, you guys won't have that online because I, I didn't put that in the notes. So save the first time user over there from looking for it. But uh, the scripture says, uh, be filled with all the fullness of God. Because God's whole thing is to get us back into balance. Second Corinthians 8.9, look at this. Look how serious God is about making sure things are in are just justly weighed or in proper balance or in harmony. So Second Corinthians, right? Is that what I told you? Verse verse nine. Second Corinthians eight, verse nine, I'm sorry. Second Corinthians eight, verse nine. It says, again, we're talking about full circle coming into balance. It says, for you know the grace and that's, that's, the, that's the ability to do, that's favor, it's quite a few things. But you know the grace of our Lord Jesus, that though he was rich, filled and in proper balance, yet for your sakes he became poor, without. Look, that through his poverty, through his poverty, 
that ye through his poverty might be rich. So he emptied out so we could be filled up. Because <laughs> God looked down and said, whoa, everything's out of balance. They're out of balance. You have people walking without power that are my children. So, Jesus, I need you to pay the price for their deficiency. I need you to pay the price for their separating from their resource of fulfillment and bring them back into fellowship with me so things will be back in the balance. He said, I need you to help me up. Right? So, Jesus, is, Jesus had to give of himself to give us access to be back into perfect balance with what God. See, see, it was, look at this, Ezekiel 28. Wow, this is sweet. I just turned and went right to it. Uh, so, Ezekiel 28. And so, so this is God talking about his, his, his original design of Lucifer, right? And, 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 and verse 12, it says, son of man, take up lamentation upon the king of Tyrus and say unto him, thus saith the Lord God. It says, thou sealest up the sum, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. The Sardis, the topaz, it tells about all the covering. It says, look, it says, uh, if you go down to the bottom, it says, and of thy pipes was, was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. It says, thou art the anointed cherubim that covereth, and I have set thee so, uh, that was upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. And, and it was talking about how he was perfect in all his ways. It's talking about Lucifer. But it said something key. It said he sealed up the sum. He brought everything into balance. See, so even when God created everything, he created everything in a perfect balance. So he had, in heaven, he had, he established some things and he established the host. Genesis 1, it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth together. So he created a balance, heaven and earth. Then Genesis 2, 1, it says God was finished with the heavens and the earth and all the host of them. All the, all the occupants. And so in the heavenly realm, he set things up in perfect balance so we can pray for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. Right? You know, Matthew 6.10. And so what he did was, he says, okay, we, we're going to balance this thing out. So first, there's, there's, there's so much power and love, I established myself as a trinity. So, yeah, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Perfect balance, right? And it, it says they, they, they operate, they roll together, you know. Like they, you know, each one highlights the other, Right? Then he says, okay, then what we'll do is in this kingdom, we have our angels, but we'll, we'll, we'll create a trinity with them. We'll have the worshipers, we'll have the messengers, and we'll have the warriors. But we'll set princes over them, and, or archangels. So over, over the warriors was Michael. Prince or archangel over the Michael, over the, over the warriors. Then over the messengers was Gabriel. Prince or archangel over the, the messengers. And then over the worshipers was Lucifer. But, but even out of all of them, Lucifer was he, the anointed cherub that covereth. He created atmosphere to bring things into balance. When he rebelled, and the scripture says he rebelled, and I don't know, we have time for all of this, so I might have to give you the scriptures. 
sitting here somewhere. Where are you? Where are you? So, so, so if you read through Revelations 12, 3, 4, and 9. Revelations 12, 3, 4, and 9. So, but, but it shows you how uh, he took a third of the angels with him when he was cast out. You know, he took a third. You know, Scripture says he fell as lightning, but a third. So, so now everything was out of balance because the worshipers are no longer in position. So a part of even us coming back into fellowship, the Scripture says God is seeking worshipers. John 4, 23 and 24. This is we should worship in the spirit and the truth, but God is seeking worshipers for us to what? Bring things back into balance. <laughs> right? So, so we, remember we talked about when we're, don't pass our full circle test in the process. We're not obedient and we're not appreciative. Obedience is worship. See, Jesus was obedient unto death. His worship to God was the giving him giving him all, giving him his vessel, his life for God's purpose. When we start getting into self, we're not worshiping God just because you said hallelujah and then you operate in disobedience. The scripture says having the readiness to fulfill all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. 2 Corinthians 10, 6. That's bringing things back into balance. It says be ready to avenge all disobedience, lack of worship. When your obedience is fulfilled, when you trust me, believe me, and harmonize with me again. See, so this full circle is not just what you're waiting for. It's what God has been waiting for when he put you in the earth round. He's been waiting this whole time. But, but, but it's, it's sort of like with Jesus allowing him to go through a process to take in all power. He had power. Remember, the scripture says he came into the wilderness with the Holy Spirit. He came, uh, uh, Luke 4, 1, Luke 4, 14, he came out in, in power. And then it said he was famous in the earth realm, but that wasn't his original goal. His goal was to give his life full worship to, to get all power to assist us. So whatsoever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever we loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. So we can return to operating in balance. Uh, I, let me show you this balance in, in a little bit of time we have left of how God set things up. I, done, <laughs> I had a, a flow here. Uh, change this a little bit. So, 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 so Genesis 1. Let's go to Genesis 1. So we, you know, the scripture says we're many... We, uh, so we, we're the body of Christ, many members in one body, all, all not having the same office. So we, being many, are one body in Christ. We, don't, we just don't have the same office. But we're, we, we have the same goal, to fulfill God's will. But God will use us at different platforms. He'll use us with different giftings. He'll use us in different types of ways in the body. But, but all of us, he's using to, to, to bring some things into balance to exact his will. So let's go here at the beginning because this is law, law first mentioned. What was God's original intent? So he created man, right? Uh, so God said, God said, remember we talked about the 10, 10 times God said, and then he broke things in to create man, right? We talked about that last week, I believe. 
All right, verse 26, it says, And God said, let us make man look in our image and after our likeness and let him look, 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 have dominion, keyword dominion, over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, all the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth. Verse 7, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. It says, and God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it. And then he said it again, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moves upon the face of the earth. Now, that's a lot in three scriptures. But we know something, dominion's in there. We know fruitful, multiply, replenish is in there. We know subdue is in there. And so, so, so again, he was trying to bring things back into balance. He was trying to set, remember, he showed up before he even started saying, I, God said. He saw, you got to trust me on this on study. Remember, Satan, Satan, uh, Satan uh, was cast down. And you got to realize in the spirit realm, spirit realm knows to play off a of time like we do in the earth realm. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, that's why a day is like a thousand years. God sits on the circle of earth outside of time. So, so if you think about this whole process, the process of creation is being discussed within time, but all, everything that took place was outside of time. So everything that took place didn't happen in the moment in which it was discussed within time. Not trying to get deep. Right, so with that being in mind, okay, I thought I was, it wasn't working, but I got it. <laughs> right, when I was about to throw it. <laughs> right, so, so, so now Satan, Satan, outside of time, kicked down to the circle of earth. Satan and rebellion is darkness. The, the same person that was designed to flourish and, and, and bring life and beauty, it says he was perfect in beauty, if you read through uh, Ezekiel 28. He was perfect in beauty. Now is corrupted. So when he showed up, he showed up in, in an atmosphere that was now, because he was designed to affect atmospheres. Darkness and void is upon the face of the earth. God didn't speak the darkness. He spoke light. He spoke creation. He started speaking out of what he wanted created. Then he put us here to bring things into balance. He told us fruitful, multiply, replenish what was voided dark, and dark and was corrupted. Have dominion, subdue it. That's why darkness can't master light. That's why the scripture says don't, let you, don't hide your light. Put it on, don't hide it in the bush. You put it on the hill. Let your light so shine. Everything is set up for us. All creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Waiting for us to come full circle and operate in dominion. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. So we're looking around. I can't believe this is happening. Oh, my God, this is happening. We're put here to stop it. But if we conform and not transform, we don't come full circle and we don't get to our next level moments to have son of God impacts. We just, we're, 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 we're bound and stuck. We're, 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 we're up under things we should be dominating over. 
fruitful, multiply, replenish. So, 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 so this is God, this was God's plan. So we began with dominion, right? And, 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 and God is trying to get us to transform, evolve into what he originally designed us for to do, to bring things into balance. See, our, our, our full circle is bringing us to the next level of dominion. Not weakness, not compromise. Not I got 17 stocks. You think God cares about that? Fine, keep your 17 stocks. Are you, are, are you operating in dominion over the, the devil? Are you destroying his works? Are you effectively helping other people to involve in the kingdom? So our, our, our full circle is bringing us into that next level, back into a place of power. Remember, he says, um, you, you'll go, to, go you to all the world and preach the gospel. It talks about healing the sick, raising the dead, right? Baptizing, submerging people in the power. So, you know, we talked about this in baptism class and in our old foundational class. You, you have baptism with water. You have baptism in the Holy Spirit, but you have baptism into the body. Scripture talks about we were baptized into the body of Christ, submerged in the body of Christ, so we can take on that nature. That's why he said greater things that we, sh- we should do than he did. The goal is that we were going to crucify ourselves with Christ. Nevertheless, not, we, we were going to live. It's not I live, but it's Christ living through me who has all power to get us back into a level of dominion. Uh, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. The violence taketh by force. Yeah, they violently are trying to get, the adversary is violently trying to, to, to have a foothold of darkness and corruption and compromise and weakness in this world. But the thought is that we would have passion to subdue the world and make sure that doesn't happen. But he's working passionately to gain, to gain the high ground. And we, yo, man, that dude ran up to the high ground. You think we should go? I don't know. I'm thinking about going, well, hold on, man. Let me see what the score of the game is first. Oh, you know what, you know, you know, my cousin, you know, they got a, uh, you know, uh, a baby shower. I, where they at now? Man, they probably ain't going to do nothing. No, we're supposed to be passionate. See, circumstances ain't supposed to change our passion for the kingdom. And full circle is us crossing over to, to that next level. That's what's been nudging on us. That's the why. Right? Our full circle is God's response to unfair, unjust balance. It's us manifesting as the next level as sons of God. See, all creation has been waiting for us to come full circle. Groaning. The Bible says groaning. Romans 8. Let's just look at it real quick. I got just a couple minutes left. Romans 8. Sorry about that, young man. I probably danced more today than normal, so. <laughs> but you got it? Okay. Just trying to flow with the spirit. Uh, so Romans 8, after it says this, after 18, let's, we read verse 18, even though we're going to focus on verse 19. It says, uh, for I reckon that the suffering, sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. We get to our full circle moment. Look at verse 19. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. 
Verse 20, for the creature was made subject to vanity, selfishness, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. That's what the adversary got caught up in vanity. 21, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Verse 22, for we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now, till this full term, uh, uh, full circle moment. So, so creation is groaning and travailing like, like somebody has to birth something, waiting for us to get in their rightful place. No different than the kingdom was waiting on Simba. Just waiting for the right people to be in authority, in position. So we're tempted to magnify the obvious. So we, we're designed and made in God's image after God's likeness. So it made in this image after God's likeness. God spoke the world into existence. So we're snared by the words of our mouth. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 6.2 and Proverbs 18.21. Right? So, so we, we're tempted to roll like that. So now what the adversary understands is that we were designed for dominion. And a part of that dominion being made in this image, we were able to speak in authority. We can bind and loose things. We can speak things into existence. So his job was to create false evidence appearing real. Give us a picture and 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 hope that we speak it. So when the circumstances come up, his hope is, say that, say that, please, oh, please say it, please, please say it. Because he knows once you say it, now it's in the atmosphere and it can manifest. That's why he tries to get you to speak of possibilities that haven't existed yet, but on the negative side. And then you go, I I knew that was going to happen. You spoke it. You, you spoke it. And and, and so, so, so years ago, he had to get in our head. And do these things. Now what he does is he uses pictures. He uses media. And hope we spend all of our time speaking what we see. Not what God says. See, every time we see something crazy, we're supposed to be like God. When he saw a boy in darkness, he spoke light. When we see craziness and catastrophes, we're supposed to speak God's word into existence. We have power and dominion, but when you don't think you have power, you won't speak. The devil comes to punk you, but okay, all right. You know, like when I was a kid, and uh, uh, he's a man of God now, and you might be watching this, and uh, he's walking to me, give me a dollar, give me your money. I go in my pocket, give him the money. I'm a little kid, man, you know, I ain't messing with you, you know. But, but I remember when I got older, not like I was tough, but I didn't even consider giving my money to nobody. <laughs> you know, I work hard for the money now. Be like, yo, yo, give me a dollar. Man, please. <laughs> part of that was, I ain't got no dollar to be giving you. Like, I ain't rolling like that. The other part was, man, I, listen, listen, I, I ain't got no time to be stopping. You know, I just walk through New York. I just walk with my little boom box through New York, going, going from Jersey to New York. And the, my rule was, I ain't stopping. Yo, my man. Yo, my man. I'll be like, if you know me, you'll catch up. <laughs> like, I'm not stopping because if I stop, I'm going to engage and I'm probably going to lose my radio and everything I got with me. <laughs> you know, in the foreign city. No, I'm not stopping. <laughs> right? It's the same thing in life now. I'm not stopping for nonsense to stop and magnify the negative. What does God say? I'm moving towards completing this full circle to get to a next level for some things. And so that's what God is trying to do with us. Yes, it's funky. Oh, oh, it's been excruciating. I, I'm, amen. I agree with you. Oh, but God. 
God, when he brings that thing around full circle and he crosses us into that next level, it's, it's powerful. And don't spend this time looking at what you've done and where you've been. It's not about your perfection. It's about your obedience, you yielding to God. See, having the readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. What's stopping you from being obedient now? You can keep looking back if you want to, even though Scripture says forget the things that's behind you and press toward the market prize that are high calling in Christ Jesus. High calling, high calling, high calling. So you keep looking back. I should have, I would have, I could have. You didn't. What you going to do today? Now's the time. What you going to do now? Because you, what's stopping you from being obedient now? You're going to keep dragging how you've been and what you did and what happened into the next 10 years? Or are you going to choose from today forward to walk in your next level moment? See, next level for some of us is breaking into being all in. Right? All creation is waiting on us. Uh, this is too much to get into right now. So I'll get, I guess we'll be talking about this next week. <laughs> right? So, so just, 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 it's, it's, it's God has been waiting for a long time for what he has planned. And it doesn't make a difference all that you see out here. He has these remnants of individuals that he's gifted. So, so Maurice, there's a reason why you keep sensing this pool to do something ministry. But then there's another reason why you haven't equipped what, it, what you know you need to do to prepare for it. So sometimes you can get out ahead of God because God, was, God, God doesn't want you to temporarily do anything. He has greatness that he's planned for you. And the process that you've been going through, he's hoping that you trust him now. Stay locked in. So, so if, if you need something to ease you, if you need something to soothe you, if you need something to comfort you, it's time with him. Anything outside of time with him is going to try to rob you from being a son of God. Because the devil knows what you're supposed to do. That's why he's been attacking you all these years. Same reason Joseph got attacked. So this is the time, this is the year for you to do some things, but it, it'll be on you. Y'all think I'm talking to Maurice? Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was, but not just Maurice, <laughs> right? Maurice has decided to be a representative for us all today <laughs> and some things that we need to adjust and do. Make sure y'all share some love for Maurice today for actually putting himself on the altar for you guys so, you, so we can all make some adjustments, all right? But, but, but hey, stop, let's, let's not play no more, y'all. Come on. You know, God really wants to come full circle. And, and, and the trip is, what you see, what you see you want to do and to be kingdom-wise. And so, so I've been having conversations, you know, because I've really been... A, I'm really on full circle is all of us fulfilling what God told them to do, right? So I'm having these conversations, and, you know, I, I had a conversation, and someone was like, well, you know, I wish I'd have known that um, because I probably would have done this. I said, no, no, see, it doesn't work that way. 
You know, and they, they clarified. Now, I wasn't saying I need advanced information. I was just saying I wish I... I said, no, the way it is is we're all in with God, regardless of circumstances. So, so you got a man and woman of God. We, we're here. Our, our, we have to assist everybody into fulfilling what they're supposed to do as far as they're gifted and called. But if you... I told this to people earlier, but if somebody says, uh, next year I'm going to be doing such and such. Well, they don't realize they said it to us. And we're like, okay, well, I guess what was planned starting three years ago for you to be doing next year, we can't do that now. So now we got to move in another direction. Not because we don't want to. It's like we just got to keep adapting. But you're hoping people stay locked into God so they understand that God brought us all together for a reason. And it's not just it's God's reason, it's heir's reason, and it's what's your purpose to do reason. It's as he, he brought us all together. And he's hoping we all trust him. Remember, obedience is what? I trust God, regardless of the circumstances. Right? That's what it would be, right? So that's our worship. So, so, so our worship impact draws in heaven. Our faith draws us to some heavenly things. But our worship draws in heaven, and it's a good balance when you're through faith and patience, when you're operating in obedience, if you're willing and obedient, you either go to the land. That's what it says in Isaiah. So, 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 listen, nothing is just said to be said. And by now, hopefully everybody knows that. Like, like we just ain't running around here just throwing out cliches. Like, so... This is, this, if you see this, like, like, if you look at with this, this graphic, so you see the circles, and I explained to y'all that around the full circle is 10 circles going that way and 10 circles going this way, 10, 10. And, and hopefully we'll get to that next week, the whole 10 scenario. But that, that flood is what God has is, 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 is been waiting on. The scripture says, uh, what is this? When the enemy comes in, let's stop there. And then let's put a comma there. You talked about punctuation. And then let's continue. Like a flood, God will lift up a standard against him. So some people read it like this way. When the enemy comes in like a flood, comma, God will lift up a standard against him. But I want us to read it this way. When the enemy comes in, Comma, like a flood, God will lift up a standard against him. <laughs> That's what he's trying to do. Like, like, like his foot, God is patient, man. I've never seen a person operating so patient. Because think about this. Some of y'all get bothered because mama didn't come through. Man, she saw, you know, I was going, they was going to take my car. She could have helped me with that car note. But even though it's not her car, and she's not responsible for the note, it's your car. You driving it. You should pay the note. But in our mind, we go, oh, so it's like that? Y'all ain't, gonna, y'all, y'all ain't thinking about me? Like, it's always you sitting back and somebody coming to you like an indentured servant or something. But, but so, so I had somebody come to me and says, man, you know, so I don't understand why you, you could have did this, you could have did that, you could have did this. I said, okay, okay, so. 
Do I, do I look better than God to you? More powerful than God? More wise than God? No. I said, how come God didn't do it? So I could actually be getting in God's way, couldn't I? God didn't show up. Make sure you got that promotion and put you in that church and gave you that ministry, gave you that business, gave you that new this, that, and the other. How come? Because in his all-wise wisdom, God's looking at the whole picture. He knows exactly what you need when you need it. But I'm going to tell you right now, God had a plan. Like, see, we panic. How come nobody do that? Oh, you got racism. You got this going on. We, we tripping. Like, and God is like, like Jesus on the boat. Remember, they, they, they said, Master, don't you care that we perish? He didn't even get up. What? What's going on? Oh, my God, there's a storm. He's like, man, where is your faith? Peace be still. What do you think God's doing? Where is your faith? Man, it's racism. This is all they're doing. This is fair. This is happening. Oh, my God. It's a pandemic. This, that, that. God, wake up, man. Wake up. Don't you care that we perish? Oh, man, what's going on? Man, where's your faith? Peace be still. We know what God is saying? Oh, man. Oh, man. Where's your faith? Full circle. <laughs> He's saying, oh, full circle. He's saying flourishing. He's saying the city of only above all you can ask or think. He said, your cup run over. He's saying, oh, I'm about to lift up a flood of stuff. Full circle, but he's like, I had this plan all the time. Oh, y'all ready for me now? <laughs> right? And so we just got to lock in so we don't miss out. Right? All right, stand on your feet. That's all we have for today.